Hey, buds. Thank you for tuning into today's episode when you can literally be doing anything else. If you guys are somehow liking the content that we're putting out for you guys weekly, please feel free to leave a like or a rating on Spotify or Apple Podcast. And if you want to watch us, you can find us on YouTube at the Fantasy Buds Podcast. You can leave a like or comment. And you can subscribe to us. And if you even for some reason decide you want to follow us on Instagram, we are at Fantasy Buds Podcast to keep up with all of our daily advice and shenanigans. Thanks for listening and hope you enjoy the show. They call the same play with A.J. Dillon, he gets two yards, and then they call the same play with Aaron Jones and he gets five. Go fuck yourself. Continue. Who the fuck? Nice. Anyway. Barnes and Noble. What? (laughs) Continue. Right. No, but it's like they'll call the same. They'll call one play with AJ Dillon. He'll get three to four yards, and then they'll call the same play with Aaron Jones, and he gets ten. Like it's just they're two different. Welcome back, buds. It's the Fantasy Buds Podcast. It's your hosts Brian, Mark, and Tim. How are you, gentlemen, doing today? Not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah, just Glad fabulous. To be back. I we did m- have my first loss. Yeah, good. This week, you so it. we're happy to have you back. Have you back, Tim? Yeah. Oh yeah, we are happy to have. Plank did well, but. You have a lot of, uh, you have some competition now. Yeah, well. Because. Yeah. Yeah, he. Plank did do a good job, but. He did I, do a good job. I'm just waiting to see if so one of you can't make an episode. <laughs> from there. Never. Um, so it's been an interesting season so far. We are now heading into week nine. We just finished week eight. Uh, we just finished the second quarter of the season. And as we were talking about much earlier in the season. Uh, if you started off slow or kind of mediocre or started off great, it can change within another four weeks. So I was one and three in one league and now I'm five and three after a clean month of winning. So you just have to hang in there and hope your players come through. So why don't we talk about a few players that have come, came through or haven't really come through, um, TJ Hawkinson, who just got traded right before we started this play, uh, yep. this podcast. Right before we started recording. Traded to the Minnesota Vikings for a second and fourth round pick. What do you guys think about that one? Do you give a shit? Not give a shit? I don't know. I don't know how to feel because I feel like it goes either way. He's either going to go off or he's going to do jack. I mean, it's like you said earlier before we started recording. You don't trade that much to get a tight end just to block. No, yeah. But at the same time, you got to think they already do have a lot of mouths to feed. Dalvin Cook, he gets receptions. Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, and now you're bringing Hawkinson into the equation. I think he's either going to do great or he's going to do shit, and there's going to be no in between. I don't think it can really get worse. Because he's, yeah, he's already been up and down in uh, Detroit. So I think, I think it gets better for him in Minnesota because I think they'll be winning more. I think he'll have more opportunities to, to score. I know the Lions were at one point the number one scoring team. They've kind of cooled off now. Yeah. And I love Amon Ra. I think he's a great player. But when you go over to the Vikings, he now has Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, KJ Osborne at his side. That's going to open up things for for TJ yeah. Hawkinson. To be even Dalvin Cook. Even Dalvin to, Cook. Yeah, I mean. Extra block. I think it's going to be good for him in the sense that like I said, I don't think this can get worse than that it's been really. But at the same time, I think it's going to be impossible for him to be a consistent contributor just because of the amount of weapons that they have. I think Kirk, with Kirk Cousins especially, there's only going to be so many targets to go around. 
Justin Jefferson is obviously always going to get his. I think it's going to be kind of a competition every game with Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook, and even KJ Osborne sometimes no. too. And I think Hawkinson's going to have some really good games. I think he's going to have some 20-point games, maybe even some 30-point games. But I also think he's going to have some 7-point games for you. Yeah. I to be I just think they're going to come more often now that he's in a better situation. I think he's going to have a safer floor in Minnesota and he's going to have that ability to still go nuclear like he's done his entire career. I think it's a good move for him. I think like I said earlier, I don't think you make a trade this big to not use him. I think they wanted him to kind of open up the offense more. They're 6-1. and one. They're looking to win. They know they need to score points. They're in a conference with the Eagles, Cowboys. Um, even the, the Seahawks. Even the Seahawks. This year. The 49ers. The 49ers. Yep. So The Rams even. These are all teams that can put up a lot of points. So I, I, I think it's a big move. He will have touchdown upside every single week. So I think that's good to mention. They're definitely going to use him down by the goal line. And this is just an offense that's going to be moving the ball way yep. more consistently than Jared Goff and the Lions. Like you said, as good as the Lions' weapons are, this is just a better team. Better this coaching, is a better too. situation. I think it's the same thing with uh, Christian McCaffrey. And I think the, all uh, signs are pointing up. Another player who it feels like signs are pointing up, uh, Kyle Pitts. Do you give a shit or do you not give a shit? <laughs> I don't give a shit. I, yeah, I, don't I also don't give a shit. And the... He's Give you a reason first. He, he, he's going to have these blow-up games every once in a while. This is not an offense that passes consistently. This this is not a quarterback that passes consistently. Yep. Um, Cordell Patterson is coming back soon. They're going to run more. They want to run the ball. They gave, they're gave they giving Caleb Huntley 16 <laughs> carries for fuck's sake. So, like, what the fuck? I, I think I don't give a shit about Kyle Pitts. Um, I don't. He's been bad either. this whole season, so... Mark? Kyle Pitts also had a game that was nearly identical to this week in week three as well. This week, he had five receptions off nine targets, 80 yards, and a touchdown for 19 points. Week three, five receptions off eight targets, 87 yards, no touchdowns, 13 points. That's an okay game. The touchdown boosted his game this week. I don't care about this game. I think that I won't be shot if next game it's right back to three receptions for 20 yards, not being involved. Yep. I don't think Arthur Smith is a good enough coach to figure this out. They are, you know, they have been doing okay. They've been doing better than expected, but you still can't figure out how to use Drake London and Kyle Pitts in your offense. Now, look, maybe you're capping it for Marcus Mariota. I don't know. Yeah. You know, yeah, I'm not a coach, but they're running a lot. They want to run, like you said. Tyler Algier and Caleb Huntley are getting 15 carries a game. Cordell Patterson was getting 20 when he was playing. So Marcus Mariota gets his runs as well. So they want to run the ball. They're going to keep doing it. I don't see why they're going to change that. You know, they're not in win or die mode this year. I don't care about this game. Yeah. What do you think, Tim? I feel the same way. I think it's just <clears throat> every now and then a player's going to have a great game. I mean, we see third-string wide receivers drop. 30 points every now and then, like a rarity. Mac Hollins. Exactly. That's Earlier the in the year. So I think until, I think he needs to do this for, in my eyes, maybe another like two games straight. Put together before a nice start try Before I start to buy it, because anything can happen. I mean, TJ Hawkinson had what, 15 this uh, one game, 30 the next game, and then I think two. So it's just one of those things where, unless he's doing it consistently with 
The only thing that's been consistent this year is how terrible he's been. So <laughs> yeah. that's it. Until that he true. until he proves otherwise, I gotta go with that. To go to 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 back off what you said about Hawkinson, he had forty three points and then won. That's what it the was next week. Yep, that's what it was. So <laughs> that's actually pretty funny. Until it's until it's consistent, and I'm not even talking like you know like fifteen twenty. Like even if it's like fucking like ten. Yeah, 13, ten ten is good from a tight end. Like, You'll take that from eight, a tight end. Like something. If you don't have but, Kelsey or Mark Andrews, that's what you want. Exactly. And that's why it's just he hasn't done it enough yet to where he's got to do it for a few more games and then I'll actually start being like, oh, okay, maybe he's turning it around. Not saying it's all him, of course, because, again, the quarterback is Marcus Mariota and their head yeah. coach is dumb, but, you know. I guess we'll see how it unfolds. Uh, yeah. Another player that's very concerning, uh, I'm going to tell you right now, I really give a shit, uh, Cortland Sutton. He's really... So that was your guy. That was my Bri, guy. So why do you give a shit? I just don't think the Denver Broncos are in a good play, place right now. The quarterback is not performing well. We're eight weeks in. They're about to go into a bye. So entering week 10, his last three games, two catches, three targets, 14 yards. Three catches, nine targets, 23 yards. One catch, four targets, 13 yards. And now he's in a bye. And then he does have nice matchups moving forward out of the bye. With Tennessee, Las Vegas, and Carolina, but I don't think Portland Sutton is gonna finish with a strong season this year because the coaching's terrible. They're not scoring points. It looks like they're they're moving players because they're they're gonna do a retooling year. I think next year because yep. they gave it all away for Russell Wilson. It hasn't worked out. He's been hurt too. He's been banged up all season. I don't see the light at the end of the tunnel for Cortland Sutton right now. What do you think, Tim? No, he fucking sucks. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I'm pissed that I traded with you to get him. <laughs> um, I was really upset that I traded him. I know, because I really thought it was going to pan out, because I was looking at the schedule, and I thought, ah, the Broncos are going to together eventually. There's no way they could be this terrible forever, and lo and behold, here we are. Uh, but that's the thing. I don't really know how much of it is Sutton's fault, it's, and how much of it fault. is, I don't know, because it's... Nine targets, three catches. I didn't watch the game, so I don't know if it was just the quarterback just throwing it whichever way he wanted to, hoping it stuck or whatever. But if you're getting nine targets, top-end wide receivers normally, if they have that talent, they're going to find a way to catch it. I mean, shit, Devontae, um, DeAndre Hopkins missed six weeks, came back his first game, 14 targets, 10 receptions, 100 yards, and a touchdown. Like, yeah. The guys who have it, have it. And I don't want to sit here and say that it is entirely on him because Russell Wilson has literally looked terrible. But at the same time, DeAndre Hopkins did it with Brock Osweiler. So, yeah, guys who have it, have it. And guys who don't, don't. And I think that this is the year where people are kind of starting to realize like maybe Cortland Sutton is not his ceiling is not as high as everybody thought it was. I agree with that. I don't think his ceiling is what we thought it would be, but I don't think the Denver Broncos are what we thought yeah, they would be. No. To be honest, if you are a playoff team, I kind of like Cortland Sutton as a buy-low candidate because I think guys are ready to, especially if you've had him all year, I think you're ready to give up on him at this point. If I kept him, I would like, like, If you kept him the whole season, I think... Like, if you're seven and one, six and two, five and three, I actually really like him as a buy low cat. If you can afford to give away some guys you don't really use, and maybe you can get him, I wouldn't give up anything. I wouldn't give up 
you know, any guys who are really contributing for you for, right. I would try to get a good deal, but I don't know. I think he can turn it around, but like I, like you guys have already said, his upside definitely isn't what we thought, but I think he could be a steady, solid flex player for you, which is valuable, especially in our league where we play with two flexes. So yeah, I don't think it's, you know, I don't think he's doomed, but it's definitely not what we thought. Yeah, I, I just don't think he's the kind of player. He hasn't really established himself to where we can give him this kind of leash. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying, like, you need to cut him or trade him for absolute garbage, but I would be looking to move him. He's not DeAndre Hopkins. He's not... He's um, not in that elite tier. He's not in that elite tier to where he can get a pass and we think he could get out of it. So I'm out on him right now. Uh, let's move on to a player who has flipped the script, uh, DJ Moore for the Carolina Panthers. It's amazing what happens Mark, when somebody gets thrown to. This is your guy. So DJ Moore was a guy where the guy in our league who had DJ Moore was ready to basically drop him uh, um, around like week four earlier in the season. Tiny eventually got him in a trade and then I traded with Tiny to get him. I did not give up a lot to get DJ Moore. This was a guy you could probably have gotten for for free borderline in your league. I'm buying it. I think that the Panthers obviously really like him. They think he's an integral part of their team going forward. They decided to trade Christian McCaffrey and keep him, and I know they could have traded DJ Moore. There's no way they didn't get offers from the Chiefs, from the Packers, mm-hmm. teams like that for DJ Moore. He's good enough to where they could have traded him. Yeah, and I think with the CMC trade, all those targets are going to start going towards DJ Moore. They have to. They have PJ Walker, who looks great, uh, He's hot right now. I'd rather ride the hot hand. I think he's he's playing Cincinnati, Atlanta, Baltimore, Denver. Denver's the hard one, but these next three matchups, that can just shoot you right into the playoffs. And the the, the fantasy playoffs, it's good to know he plays the Steelers, the Lions, who have possibly the worst defense in the league, and the Buccaneers, whose defense has also kind of been suspect. This yeah. season. Yeah. So, so he has three good fantasy playoffs. If you are a playoff team, go fucking buy DJ Moore. Because if I didn't, I'd be I'd honestly be kind of screwed right now. Go yeah. go go buy DJ Moore. You won't work. Actually, to be, I hope you already bought him. Because yeah, nobody's gonna nobody, have him. After the I'm last not fucking getting rid of him after now. After what he's done the last two weeks, there's no shot. I mean, the last two weeks he has twenty one targets. It's crazy. So, it's, with PJ Walker, he's killing it with PJ Walker. You know, it's it's like what you said. Them getting rid of CMC was the best thing that could have happened to DJ yep. Moore. Yeah, I th- so I think it's a collective agreement. We all give a shit about DJ yeah, Moore's production, absolutely. how it looks moving forward, and I think he's going to be a stud for the rest of the season as long as PJ Walker stays in because Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield are not it. Uh, however, how about Alvin Kamara with his recent emergence back to what he used to be i actually personally think well i shouldn't say personally think but i will i will not be shocked if before the trade uh the trade deadline today at four o'clock we see that he's traded somewhere really yes i don't i think the odds of that happening aren't that high especially since he started looking like his former self but I feel like he definitely, I will not be shocked if some team like L.A. or somebody who has stuff to mm. give up and very desperately needs a running back makes some ridiculous offer to the Saints and says, hey, 
we'll take him, we'll give you this, and I will not be shocked if he gets uh, traded. I don't think he's going to. I think the worst thing that could have happened for that, him getting traded, was him showing that he's still his former self. So I definitely think that that impacts it. But I, I think he's, truthfully, I think he's here to stay. I mean, even just looking at watching the games, he looks like himself. He's making the cuts fast. He's still explosive, everything. He's breaking tackles. Breaking tackles. He like does he look looks, great. Yeah, he looks like the way he did when he was the number one fantasy running, or a top three fantasy running back. For like a that string broke, of years yeah, together. Exactly. He's Obvious, scoring again, too. Obviously, yeah. Taysom Hill is really annoying. And he's still going to continue to be annoying. Like, like that's that's not going away. They they love that. I I don't. They love that. I don't know why. It, it, you know, it, it's going to keep being annoying. But he gets enough touches to where he's going to give you a safe floor and have that ability to win you a whole week by himself. The, I do think that I do give a shit. Um, I do think that Kamar will be good. Yeah. For the rest of the year, if you bought him low, congratulations. He just it's. Just when you watch these guys play, like you know, he just yeah. looks good. Yeah, like, you get like, that feeling. Yeah, he just looks they good. They look good. He you can tell when a player good. doesn't look good. I feel like he, it's he just also, looks good out there. You know, I feel like it's also one of those things where the head coach was kind of just like, "Oh sh- fuck, shit, that's right, I have Alvin Kamara." Yeah, and they just started using him again, <laughs> and now all of a sudden he's good. It's amazing what happens when you actually give a guy touches. It's amazing. Saints wide Colts. receiver. Sa- <laughs> yeah, the get Saint, your shit together, Frank. Sa- Saints wide receiver core has also been banged up the whole year. Yeah, and they're also riding with Andy Dalton because he's been hot, and he's good to check the ball down. Yeah. Andy Dalton. So yeah, I like Alvin Kamara for the rest of the year. Okay, so we all collectively give a shit about Alvin Kamara. Yeah. He is going to be on a lot of playoff teams moving forward. I feel. Um, Aaron Jones. He's now put together two back-to-back uh, boom games in fantasy. Um, he's got a nice schedule coming up. The Packers are losing. They, there's talks about they need to get the veteran guys the touches because rookies keep making mistakes and young guys are making mistakes. They need to win football games now. They have Aaron Rodgers. I think I give a shit about Aaron Jones. I give uh, a shit. What do you think, Tim? I give a shit, uh, especially as an avid Aaron Jones holder, seeing as how I've had him in free agency for, I think, the past four straight seasons. Yep. Um, No, I think that he's... I give a shit. I think he's going to be perfectly fine. I think now... Again, it's one of the things to where it was like, okay, it was all nice, you know, A.J. Dillon, all this. Yeah, we'll split carries. And then it got to the point to where Matt LaFleur was like, oh, shit, we're fucking three and five. Okay, hmm. I should probably get my shit together. And now he's starting to get with Aaron Jones again. <laughs> so oh my God. As, oh, much, as much as I love A.J. Dillon, and I was very high on him this year, They're he just, just doesn't look how he looked last year. Like, last year think... he was breaking tackles, like he was explosive, and it's like... I just don't know if A.J. Dillon's really that good. I think saying. we overhyped him a little bit. It's like, you they call the same play with A.J. Dillon, he gets Hello? two yards, and then they call the same play with Aaron Jones, and he gets five. Go fuck like, yourself. Continue. Who the fuck? Nice. Anyway. Barnes & Noble. What? <laughs> Continue. Right. No, but it's like they'll call the same. They'll call one play with AJ Dillon. He'll get three to four yards, and then they'll call the same play with Aaron Jones, and he gets ten. Like it's just if you just, too different. If you just watch Green Bay play, it is blatant. Aaron Jones is just the way better player. Just the better, like even he receiving should, wise, he's like, the best player on Green Bay right now. I think if they want to win, it's like you said, they're trying to win football games. They still have Aaron Rodgers. They are not tanking. Yeah, Matt Lafleur is not a tanking coach. They are not. They need to win games. Their standard is 13 wins a year. Right like, the, yep. the, the Vikings are in their division. They are 6-1. and one. They are in their division as well. 
The Lions, you know, they will put up points. They're a tough team to play against. The Bears even, you know, the Bears... The Bears can be a tough game, especially if you're playing them in Chicago. That could always be a tough game for you. Yep. So it's 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 tough division. They have Aaron Rodgers. They need to win. They need to run the ball if they're going to win. They are not going to throw 35, 40 times a game anymore and win. Not when you're throwing to Romeo Dobbs, Alan Lazard, Christian don't have Watson, a- Devontae Adams. And you don't have Devontae do Adams anymore. You don't have prime Randall Cobb anymore. You don't have Jordy Nelson anymore. This isn't that same Packers team. You need to run the ball if you're going to win. If you bought Aaron Jones low, I feel like I keep saying this. Congratulations. You know, you rip somebody off more than likely. Yeah. Especially with his schedule coming up. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like you said, he has a nice schedule too. He plays. (laughs) He plays Detroit next week. Detroit. Oh, God. That's 40. (laughs) That's 40. Congratulations this week for week nine. Fantasy playoffs, though. He's got the Rams, the Dolphins, and the Vikings. That's juicy as fuck. I think those are all juicy. That's, yeah. But too bad he's on Mason's team, who's at the bottom of the fucking division. (laughs) Eat shit, pal. Get shit on pussy. So, um... Why don't we talk about two quarterbacks that just played against each other this past week? Uh, Dak Prescott and Justin Fields. I give a shit about both those two. Yeah, I'd say I give a shit about both of them too. Because I think Justin Fields, he's been putting together some solid games, and he's got a nice schedule coming up. Um, he's been a quarterback one the last two weeks. Yeah, he's so. he's put together three straight good fantasy performances, Justin Fields, and he has a nice schedule as well. I think yeah. if you're if you're if he's somehow on your waiver wire or if you've been stashing him on your bench, I think you can play him. He plays Miami, Detroit, Atlanta, the Jets, Green Bay heading into the playoffs. He does have a bye on week 14, but I think there's matchups he could propel you into clinching a playoff spot before then. Now, anyway. If he gets you to where you need to be, I would look for another quarterback as his fantasy playoff schedule is ugly. Yeah. The championship is nice because it's Detroit in week 17, but Philly and Buffalo, 15. Back Yeah. Fuck. You would have to just... (laughs) mm, Yeah. That one's tough. You would have to probably look for a but I do like him in the coming week, like you said. If you need to maybe, you need a spark, you need to try to spring a couple wins together. Yeah, you're three and five or four and four or even five and three. You're lacking a quarterback. I think he could be the answer to get you to the playoffs. Um, if I didn't have Jalen Hurts, I would be looking for Justin Fields because he does have that rushing upside. Uh, I think they're going to be losing games. He's going to be getting a lot of garbage points. And Dak Prescott, I think he's also back. I do. You guys buying it? I'm, I, I am buying it. He's gonna. Ha- he's heading into a bye. He's now going to have... He's going to have all of his weapons. He's going to have CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, Zeke Elliott, Tony Pollard, who's looking like a stud. Um, and I, I think his hand's going to be fully healed after this bye, and he's going to be fully back. I do. He does have some nice matchups. He has Green Bay, Minnesota, and the Giants, which I think. But <laughs> I don't know. Part of me also thinks those games could kind of all be ugly, too. Yeah, I don't know. I think I need to see another game from Dak. Before I give a shit. Okay, so... So, I'm not going to buy it yet. But, I think Dak will be okay. I, I, but... 
I'm going to say I give a shit because we saw how Russell Wilson looked. Yeah, he's, after his hand injury, Dak will be better than Russell Wilson going forward. Yeah, I think he's shown that it's not going to be a problem. What do you think, Tim? No, I feel the same way. Um, that's actually one of the reasons why I picked up Dalton Schultz is because once I knew Dak was coming back, I was like, why not? Um, like you said, with him going into the bye and everything, I think it's definitely going to help him. Watching him last game, he was making throws. They did have a scare, though, where it was his non-throwing hand. His other thumb was fucked up now. So I do buy it. I think he'll be fine. I think with their schedule coming up, too, it's a nice little road that he'll be able to have. There's like one or two tough games, but other than that, I completely buy it. I think he's back. I think this uh, week off is going to help him make sure he's 100%, and yeah, I'm fully into it. Actually, I, I tried to trade with Dave to get him this really? week before I traded with you to get Tua, but Dave decided to take three days to respond, so I was like, all right, I don't have a choice. And the trade that me and Tim made was I sent him Tua and um, Garrett Wilson for Alan Lazard. Uh, I already have Jalen Hurts, and it's a one-quarterback league, and I already spent money on Tua, and I didn't want to just drop him. Yeah. So. I mean, it worked out for both of us. For me, it was, it was for me personally, on my side, it was Garrett Wilson and for Alan yeah. Lazard. And Garrett Wilson does look nice. He did look nice this past Sunday, but I think Lazard's more consistent as a flex yeah. for me. So I think it worked out for both. You got Tua. Yeah. So. No, and actually, Sleeper just told me, so. Irv Smith is actually going on IR. So, so Hawkinson is already oh. Hawkinson's already the number one. Oh. So, so you don't even have to worry about that getting annoying nope. or yeah. anything. Nope. It's just Johnny Same. Munt. It's just Munt. Yeah. Munt. <laughs> the monster. Fucking Munt. Johnny Munt. Jesus fucking Christ. Yet again, something well, works out how about that? in Brandon's favor in this goddamn league. I oh, have Hawkinson. God. Oh, he traded you Hawkinson? Yeah. Oh shit! Congratulations. <laughs> I didn't know that. I thought Brandon still had him. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, rather you have him than him. True. He just won it last year. Okay. So speaking of playoffs, why don't we move into our next segment, and that is the playoff infinity stones. These are guys with easy schedules for the rest of the season. That I think if you are a winning team or a team that needs to win. Um, that's in the hunt. Uh, these are players that you can easily acquire. And uh, I think they will propel you into the playoffs and maybe a championship come the end of the season. So with wide receiver, we're going to start off with Michael Pittman. His schedule that I got off the fantasypros.com. Um, he has... Sorry. He plays New England, and then his next three games, he plays Las Vegas, Philly, and Pittsburgh. And then in the playoffs, he plays Minnesota, the Chargers, and the Giants. So rest of season overall, he has the 12th easiest schedule remaining. And he's a player that I think people are not really believing him or believing in him because of Sam Ellinger. However... He did receive a 39% target share from Sam Ellinger with a 12th easiest schedule remaining. What do you guys think? I like Michael Pittman. I I feel like he's... Just the talent. 
The talent this is, is there. just a good football player. I feel like this guy is too good to kind of not put up numbers, even with Sam Ellinger. And plus, Matt Ryan will be back. They're not going to start him. Point. Not at all this whole season. No, they said they're going to sit him. Are they going to ride with Sam Ellinger? They're just going to yep. ride with Sam Ellinger. The whole year? Yep. But that's how I think you can buy him low. You can maybe get him as a wide receiver two or three and add him to your team. Let's say you're already eight and zero or seven and one or six and two, and you're already like on your way to the playoffs. He's somebody I think you can acquire before he gets hot. I think Sam Ellinger, he's going to be a young quarterback that's going to hyper target his best receiver, and Michael Pittman is without a doubt the Colts' best receiver. I don't think they're going to be. I think they're going to be in a lot of close games to where they're going to need him. And like I said, he just had over 30% in target share this past game with Sam Ellinger. Yeah. I'm going to bet on the talent and pretty much agree with you. What do you think, Tim? I'm going to say the same thing. I think he is going to hyper-target him. Um, I mean, I think if I remember correctly, I think he had nine targets this last game. That's just terrible. Yeah. I have him in my one league, and I don't even know. I think it was like he had seven catches for 60 yards or 50-something yards off of nine targets. But, no, I think it's going to be fine. I think as time goes on, it's just going to be what we thought Matt Ryan was going to do, where he was just going to pepper Michael Pittman. Um, I think it's, yeah, it's going yeah, to happen more I think it's going to. I think it's going to happen more with Sam Elgar. And for a while, I was worried about Michael Pittman, but I think Matt Ryan getting benched is probably the best thing that probably could have happened for him. I think they'll be able to score points. Yes. So, um, another guy, Christian Kirk, uh, he has the seventh easiest remaining schedule. And wide receivers uh, off fantasypros.com. Uh, I think he's somebody you can buy super cheap that nobody's very high on. He's somebody that you can slot into your flex if you are a team that needs to win or you're on the verge of playoffs. I think he's somebody you can get. You could probably swap a couple bench players that maybe you added off the wire, get him, and I think he's going to come back to live like he was at the beginning of the season. I would make sure you get him this week, though, because he's playing the Raiders. He is playing the Raiders. The Raiders are the new Jets. The Jets are actually good now, so we can't make fun of the Jets anymore. But the Raiders defense, if you have a guy going up against the Raiders, just put him in your lineup. Don't even think about it. He also plays Kansas City, Baltimore, Dallas, the Jets, and Houston. All very nice games. They're very nice games. Yeah. So... I would suggest looking to buy him low if you can. I think he's somebody who can really help you out down the stretch. What do you think, Tim? Trevor Lawrence is what scares me. True. That's the only thing that scares me. Uh, Christian Kirk, he is him. Like, he's a good wide receiver. We know that. He's proven it. Um, I'm just still worried about Trevor Lawrence. He was hot at the beginning of the year, and then he just kind of hit a brick wall, and he's looked bad the past few weeks. Well, So I don't know if it's just... The games, like the schedule was a little tough because he did face some hard teams, but like he did have throws you gotta make. Like I was not making them. I'll be fair to Trevor Lawrence. Coming into this week, he did put up two good fantasy quarterback games. He had 24 points and 21 points. So I will give him that. Obviously struggled this week. Denver's defense is good. Their defense is the reason why they've been winning games. It's past routine, too. Uh, Yes, that to be honest, having a good corner really propels your defense. We're seeing that with a bunch of teams. We're seeing it with the Jets. We're seeing it with the Broncos. Like Eagles. Just, the Eagles. Like one really elite corner can change your whole defense around. 
and he plays the Raiders this week no, that's as well. 300 yards, three the touchdowns. The Raiders have given up at least 20 fantasy points every game against another quarterback. So, yeah, if you're looking to buy any Jaguars players, I would do it before this week. Yeah, I would hop on the Christian Kirk train. Also, Keenan Allen, um, I know he's been hurt, but he's ha- he has this buy he's coming out of. I think he played this past week, and there there was no setbacks. He should be fully healthy moving forward. Um, he's probably on a lot of losing teams. I think he's somebody that you can also get cheap, and you can slot him as, as your wide receiver three in most cases because he's given people nothing this year, and a lot of people are desperate, and they'll be willing to get anything to get a win this week because this is that time, this is down the stretch where you need to get wins. So if you get somebody desperate enough with Keenan Allen chilling on their bench, you can get him on the cheap because his schedule rest of season is the fifth easiest remaining of of wide receivers. He has Justin Herbert as his quarterback. He plays Atlanta this week, who's the second easiest opponent, opponent for wide receivers. Um, he plays San Fran, KC, and then Arizona. The next three games, that's also the ninth easiest. I think he could be the guy that propels your team into the playoffs. What do you guys think? The couple weeks before the playoffs, too, he has the Raiders and Miami as well. So we don't know how long it's going to take for Mike Williams to come back. They said at least four weeks. So obviously, if you're a Mike Williams owner... Mm -hmm. You're hoping it happens sooner than that or, you know, at that actual time frame. But I'm not going to be shocked if it ends up that he's out for five or six weeks. And or with, like with him being out that much, all those targets going to Keenan Allen. It's going to be Austin yep. Eckler and Keenan Allen. It's going to be Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen the entire time. Yep. What do you think, Tim? Um, I think he's going to be fine so long as, like you said, so long as Mike Williams stays out, I think he's going to be fine. Once Mike Williams comes back, though, I, I wouldn't even have him in my lineup. Personally, I just, I don't, I just don't trust it. He had two targets this week. Two. (laughs) Like, come on. (laughs) Top wide receiver having two targets, like. Two. Two. It's it's just. Two. Just I don't know. He, I'm actually, I am actually concerned with him. (laughs) He's one where I actually am concerned. We'll have to wait and see. I mean, bye week this week. They go against Atlanta. I think the bye week is going to help. Atlanta yeah. secondary, like all Awful. three of us would have 10 catches. So, like. Yeah, I would. I think he's somebody, as what Tim thinks, there's there's a lot of people with low opinions of Keenan Allen. Um, He can be. Yeah. He can be somebody that can help you a lot. And no, that, I'm and sure what that being said, he'll come back against Atlanta and have 15 for 305 touchdowns. So. That's what I'm betting on. So I think uh, th- th- this is the point of the season. You need to look for guys that you- you're looking for sales. Yeah. Guys on clearance. Like you need that. You need a new T-shirt. You need new pants. Keenan Allen's right there for you. Uh, and also speaking of some fresh pants, how about his teammate, Justin Herbert? I have no idea how that correlates with each other, by the way, but <laughs> we're just going to go with it. Speaking Justin, of fresh pants. Free, speaking of fresh Justin pants. Justin Herbert. Fresh pair of jeans. That's what Justin Herbert is. Um, he has the second easiest schedule for quarterbacks rest of season. So he hasn't been really – he's been he's still been top 10, but not a guy that's been winning you weeks. 
he's probably on a lot of losing teams that have left him in the lineup for most of the part for most of this season. Um, he could be somebody that you can package a couple guys for if you have a lot of depth at receiver and running back to maybe that three and five team, maybe two and six team, even a four and four team that has Justin Herbert. You could probably package a couple guys and get Justin Herbert if you have enough depth and bolster your uh, quarterback position. He could be a guy that just fucking goes nuclear the rest of the season. Yeah. And 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 wins you weeks because he was doing that last season. He was the quarterback too. It's for some reason to well, not for some reason, actually a pretty good reason for it. Coming out of bye weeks, a lot of guys seem to get it together. Mm-hmm. And I like to kind of bet on guys coming out of bye weeks. And I think that can really help Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert has to be injured. He has to be. There's no he's definitely been banged up all year. Ever since that game earlier in the season, I can't remember who it was against, but he got drilled and he he had a problem with his ribs, and he still played the next game, and he should not have. And, you know, he wants to play, obviously, but he's clearly hurt. There's no way he's not. I think the bye week is going to help him get healed up. Keenan Allen is going to come back full time. Yeah. And I agree, especially, like, if you have, maybe you have, like, five running backs on your team, and they're all startable. Maybe you have four or five receivers on your team that are all startable. Maybe try to package something together for Justin Herbert. Yeah, and we also, and and the, just you got to bet on talent. Yeah, I think it's there. It's always there. It's We've been already there the seen time. the talent. We've already seen it. There, there's no question that it's there. Um, yeah, go and get him if you have him. I think better days are ahead, and you should hold on to him. Uh, also, somebody that is pr- practically free, Jimmy Garoppolo. Now I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm not saying saying anything. I agree with you. I know. But he has the third easiest schedule for quarterbacks. He's somebody who's literally free. Um, He has Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, one of the top offensive lines in the NFL, Kyle Shanahan as his coach. I don't see how... Like, his talent isn't going to get you points, but the talent around him will get you points for him. All he's got to do is just give the ball to one of his playmakers because he's got so many of them, and he's going to get he's going to score for, off that. It's going to make him a viable starter. Uh, what, are your, what are your guys' thoughts he's on that? He's also going into a bye. He's also going into a bye. With all his weapons, with Christian McCaffrey. I think this offense is going to be really fucking explosive coming out. Of, I, I mean, it already so. is, but I mean, look what they just did. But I think that the bye week is only going to help them get up to speed with each other. Christian McCaffrey is going to be, you know, t- totally integrated with the team now. There's a nice schedule coming yep. up. He's already given you. Jimmy's actually given you a decent floor all year at the QB position. He hasn't blown up, obviously, because he's. Look, let's face it. He's mid. Yeah. He's mid. He's a game manager. But he has a lot. Like, he has so much talent around him. The floor is almost guaranteed. Yeah, if you, if you just need something out of the quarterback position, Jimmy Garoppolo is a guy you can have. Um, I'm also going to toss out uh, Geno Smith. What do, you, what do you two think about him? Think he's going to slow down. I think I he, like him, but I think he's going to – it's going to start trickling out. Because I, I like him for the for the fact that he has the seventh easiest schedule remaining for quarterbacks. And he's somebody that 
was just a waiver wire darling. Yeah, you know? true. I'm buying it. You buying, You're buying it? it? Geno Smith. Yeah, I mean, look, this is week eight. We have a big enough sample size at this point. Yeah, and he's been there. The Seahawks are... Nobody even expected them to be above 500. And they're, what, 5-3? and three? Yeah. Now, with Geno Smith, mm-hmm. Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf are both putting up fantasy-relevant numbers in the same game, which is something we usually didn't even see with Russell Wilson. I don't know. I'm buying Geno Smith. I don't I know. Mean, hey. I, I like him. I think he's got swagger. Okay. You know, you know I think... I'm going to uh, too. Yeah, yeah. I think that he's kind of playing with a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, this is a guy that's gotten tossed around the league like a fucking yeah. Jay, pretty much. Yeah. His, his, his whole entire career, known as a bust. Sometimes, I mean, uh, Jim Plunkett won two Super Bowls in the fucking 80s, and he <laughs> was literally, yeah, he was literally a bust, and they just picked him off the <laughs> yeah, streets. Yeah, just, just like, well, so. Reverting real quick back to what you said about, um, what's his name, Justin Fields? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to buy it now. Uh, so he not, it's not a huge thing, but Claypool got traded to Chicago. Oh, wait, right now? Are you serious? Yeah, he just got traded to Chicago. So that no means way. he now has Chase Claypool and Darnell Mooney. I kind of buying it a little bit now. So I, somebody else to, to throw to. I mean, that's another player. I mean, the Bears possibly... are doing it. They're giving him weapons. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. He's not like, you know, a great weapon, but I mean, he's a weapon at least. Chase like... Claypool's probably on waivers, too. Yeah. So, I mean, if you want to take a shot. Well, well, since we're on the Bears, why don't we talk about Khalil Herbert? He's another one, I think. Could I... be a playoff Absolutely. infinity student. Absolutely. Um, he had uh, 15 carries this past week, uh, or 99 yards, sorry, and a score. I think... David Montgomery, the arrow is pointing down. Herbert up. Uh, this this is a team that's rebuilding. Clearly, they're trying to get their young guys. David Montgomery is not a part of their future. He's Khalil, another one I could see traded today, if possible, to a I team th- like L.A. or something. This e- regime, I could see no him Eagles. getting traded. Eagles. This they, regime there has was no rumors. ties. No to tie. Montgomery. Yep. So I think Khalil Herbert's somebody you can get cheap. Um, maybe if you're a David Montgomery owner, you can. Give away a death piece and get Khalil Herbert to to a team that's losing because yep. I think he should be on playoff teams, not teams trying to get into the playoffs. You know what I mean? And this backfield has kind of become a complete committee yeah. between the two of them at yep. this point. And he looks great. He's got explosiveness. I think he's more explosive than Montgomery. Oh, absolutely. Um, he could be a, a diamond in the rough. He could be that last gemstone on your what's it called, Tim? On the the, infinity, the the last infinity stone. Oh, on the gauntlet. Yeah. Oh, geez, what one was it? I can't think of it. I can't think of it either right now. I'm drawing a blank. The Mark, time you know. stone. Yeah, the time stone. I yeah, think. the time. Yeah, the time stone is the last one. Yeah, that's oh. the one where Thanos could snap. Right? Yeah. I don't know. It could be wrong. We could all just look like a bunch of. Well, the last stone. The last stone know. was whatever one was in Vision's head. The yellow the, one. Uh, that's the reality stone, isn't it? No, the reality. The uh, reality's red. The reality one's red. Well, either way, no, I right, have no actually. idea. Why don't we talk about somebody who's also snapping, uh, Donta Foreman. Um, Chris McCaffrey <laughs> traded away. Like, what the fuck, I know. man? The like, one Achilles injury that Dante came through. Foreman. <laughs> like, uh, 15 carries, 118 <laughs> yards in week seven. Um, 
26 carries, 118 yards, and three touchdowns last week in Atlanta. Now he plays Cincinnati, Atlanta, Baltimore, and then Denver. I think he's somebody that you could probably get in a trade. If a team's desperate enough, they might not be buying it. I don't give a shit about Chuba Hubbard. I don't think he's going to... I think after these last two games, Dante Foreman has cemented himself as the guy. No, yeah. Um, What do you think, Mark? Um, yeah, Chuba Hubbard hasn't really shown anything either to yeah. warrant being, you know, the starting running back. The fact, this is Dante Foreman's first year with Carolina. So you're bringing in a free agent and you are giving him the touches over a guy you drafted. So I think he's going to be involved for the rest of the year. I mean, you're never going to complain about a guy getting 15, 20 touches a game. I would definitely bet on that. Yeah. I don't know if you could trade for him right now. But I will say in a couple weeks he plays Denver, then has a bye. So maybe then look to trade for him. Because we were just talking about Denver's defense. Because uh, with Dante Foreman, one second, his uh, playoff schedule is the 14th easiest. So, like, he's somebody that will be a, a, a stalwart in your, in your flex position, I think. Or as an RB too, if you're if you're yeah. that thin, uh, I think you could probably package a couple receivers to a team that needs them. Also needs running back. You could probably sell him high on his on his best games. Um, I would be looking to get Dante Foreman on my, my on my team for the playoffs. Yeah, he does get the Steelers, the Lions, and the Bucks. Like that's pretty good. The Steelers and pretty... the Bucks have been pretty suspect on defense, and the Lions we all know already. So. Yeah, um, and notable tight ends I want to mention real quick. Uh, Greg Dolchich, Pat Frymuth, and Robert Tanyan. I don't want to spend a whole lot on tight ends because they're virtually fucking useless. Um, but Greg Dolchich, he's been solid. Pretty, pretty solid. I think he'll continue to be pretty solid. I think he'll have a Pat Frymuth season last year, like rookie type. Right, yeah. Strong finish, uh, a guy that you can just plug and play because the landscape is very thin. And uh, Pat Fryermuth, he's somebody that you can trade. He's got one of the. He's got a top ten easy schedule left rest of the season. Uh, they're going to be competitive. They're going to be losing games also in Pittsburgh. Uh, they're going to need to throw. I think he's going to be a target now with Chase Claypool being traded. Yep. I think his his uptick in targets is going to increase. So, what do you guys think about those players, Robert Tanyan? Also, I think. That they will all be very solid, but you'll never complain about a solid from a tight end. Yeah. You know, if you really need somebody, you know, I kind of like those guys. Because those are guys you could probably trade for. You won't have to give up that much to get. Greg Dulcich might still be on waivers in your league. He very well could be. I mean, if he is, I would definitely go grab him. He's been solid enough. I mean, he's had three three weeks in a row now. That's enough. You know, so, yeah, yeah, I'm... Definitely buying all those guys for the rest. Maybe yep, not same. Robert Tunyon. I'm kind of over him. But the other two guys, I, I definitely buy. Yeah, I, w- I would go with those two over Tunyon. I think yeah. Tunyon's worth a mention because of just the sense of urgency in Green Bay. And they need to win. And I think he could end up getting an uptick in targets. Especially if uh, Lazard's been hurt. They lost Randall Cobb. Um, and just some of their matchups coming up. If you're desperate enough, I think Tanya could be 
a yep. great help to your team. So um, was that every player you had? That's pretty much. So, um, I know we spent a decent amount of time on this, but there's one player I think fits this really well that we is. didn't mention. I want to add one guy to this. Mark Andrews. Yeah. So Mark Andrews is coming off a donut and six points. He's been banged up. He's dealing with multiple injuries. He plays the Saints this week. That will not be any easier of a game if he even plays. Yep. But then he gets a bye. And then out of the bye. And coming out of the bye, he gets Carolina, Jacksonville, Denver, the Steelers, the Browns, and the Falcons. And then the Steelers again. Mm. He's been disappointing for two games in a row now, dealing with multiple injuries. Guys are frustrated. Joe is frustrated. I'm frustrated. With him, you're frustrated. But I'm not giving him away. I, see, I, I, I like Mark Andrews as a guy maybe you could go, especially if you're a fucking good team. Mm. I really like that right now. I, I think he's you a know, guy you can get. I agree with you. I, Especially if you're a playoff team, if you're deep, you can just immediately bolster your... You can say hello to the championship if you do that. Because I remember I did this a couple years ago when... I stole uh, Travis Kelsey off somebody. And once you do that, if you're a playoff team and you have lots of depth and you can convince that person to give up a tight end like Mark Andrews or Travis Kelsey, sayonara. Yeah. You're fucking, you're about to go on a run. If you're a six, seven win team, don't be afraid to, honestly, I'm trading for some injured players. Because you can afford to wait on some of these guys and they come back, you know, like they come back and then boom, your team's over the top. So yeah, I like Mark Andrews. What do you think, Tim? I mm, would I you know. buy him if you if the, were deep? If the price was right, then yeah, I would. But I wouldn't try to give up a lot because as much as we all know that Mark Andrews is great, but Lamar has also been struggling. And that's kind of the thing that worries me is that list the teams that he goes up against real quick for me. Well, yeah. So, so this week it's the saints, but then he gets a bye. Okay. So then coming out of the bye, he gets Carolina, Jacksonville, Denver, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Atlanta, and Pittsburgh. Every single one of those games I can see being high scoring. There's, yeah. There's really only two. Cause the Besides thing that worries Denver. me is the pass rush. So the saints, even if he plays, he's not going to do shit. Well, he's also dealing with multiple injuries. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. I think right now is the cheapest you're going to get Mark Andrews. Probably. Yeah. It, yeah. It, this if is you want to trade for him. Get. I mean, you could take the chance and hope that he, you could take the chance and hope that he sticks, um, which I think he will. But I think there is like three or four games and one of them is a playoff game to where I don't think Andrews is going to do much. Like, for instance, even if Andrews plays next week, he's not probably going to get a lot because the second the ball gets snapped, Lamar's going to have to take off and run. Because the Saints have a good pass rush and they have a good linebacking core. Um, I don't know. If the price is right, I would buy them. But it depends on what I'm giving up. Like, if I have a good team and I'm confident in my team, the people that we have in our league, they're almost impossible to trade with. Some of them. Some of them. Like, it's almost impossible to trade. And if one of those people have Mark Andrews, I know I'm not getting them. So I wouldn't even risk trying to get it. If I'm a team like you, you're 7-1. and one, I wouldn't make any trades. I would just stick with your team and go. You've lost one game. Like I will say that having six, seven wins and going after Mark Andrews is really spicy. If you have the ammunition to do it, I would I would pull the trigger. If you have the ammunition to where it's not going to affect your team negatively. Yeah. Don't give away like 
two starters that no. have been in your yeah, lineup every exactly. week just no. to get Mark Andrews now. Maybe try to sell high off a big game. The key is yeah. looking at your, your vultures. You're looking at the desperation and, and some of the bottom teams. Exactly. Because if you pay money and, and fantasy comes around once a year, you, people just want to win. They don't give a fuck what they're giving up sometimes. They just want wins and yeah. they want to have a chance to like even make the playoffs at the end. Would you guys package Dante Foreman for Mark Andrews? Because I 100% would. Uh depends on my running backs, and it depends on, I assume, your packaging of receiver. Probably some kind of, maybe like, let's say Garrett Wilson or something. Because I would Ooh, do that. If you fucking... <laughs> to be honest. I mean, after the, the two high weeks of Foreman and, and Wilson, that could persuade somebody, especially if Mark Andrews hurt and if they're struggling, but... I don't know. That's hard. We'll see. Yeah. I mean... I'm sure there's there's plenty of, like I said, it's just going to depend on on your depth and your, and uh, who has Mark Andrews really yeah. at the end of the day. So, gentlemen, I would like you to put your phones away. I got a game for you. Match that sad or go shit in your hat. You guys ready? I can't wait I, for this. I feel like it's going to be tough. I've intentionally made this harder. Way harder than the last time. I added another option to each round. Oh. So you have four instead Lovely. of three. And I've tried to make every stat nearly identical. Um, so round one. This running back had 15 carries for 53 yards. A, Josh Jacobs. B, David Montgomery. C, Raheem Mostert. D, Damian Harris. Two guys that um, I think it's Damian Harris. And the reason I say that is because I have Ramondre Stevenson. <sighs> I'm gonna go with Damian Harris too. You're both going Damian Harris. I want to say David Montgomery, but oh wait, wait, no, was it Harris or was it Jacobs? It's up to you to figure out. Because the readers did. I'm gonna go. Nah, you, you know. know what. Are you going to go with Harris? No, I was going to switch off and go with Josh Jacobs. I'll stick with Harris. Even though I think it's Jacobs, I'll stick with Harris. Damian Harris, Josh Jacobs. I'm going to go with Josh Jacobs. Okay. The correct answer is B, David Montgomery. Oh, my oh, God. Fuck. See, so I I got kind gotcha. of thrown off because Montgomery fumbled. That's too. yeah. So mm. I thought you would have mentioned he had a fumble. Nope. Uh, Josh Damn. Jacobs' stat line was 10 for 43. David was 15 for 53. Raheem was 14 for 64. And Damian was 11 for 37. I got you guys. Okay. That sounds about a Damian Harris stat right. line. I kind of ruled out Damian because Ramondre had over 20 carries mm. again. So let's move on to round two. Uh, you both are at zero, by the way. So let's see if somebody can take Thank the lead. You. Uh, round two, wide receiver. This receiver had three catches for 76 yards. Is it A, Alec Pierce, B, Denzel Mims, C, Khalif Raymond, or D, Brandon Cooks? I'm going to go with Alec Pierce for this one. Brandon Cooks. 
Is that your answer? Uh, I'm taking Brandon Cooks. I'm because Brandon, I know Alec Brandon Pierce. Cooks had 10 points in fantasy, and I'm just hoping it was the three for 70. Wait, threes for me. There was Khalif Raymond, and who was the fourth option? Brandon Cooks. No, um, besides Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks, Khalif Raymond, Brandon Alec Cooks Pierce. was the fourth. It was Alec Pierce, Denzel Mims, Denzel Khalif Mim. Raymond. You're going Denzel Mims? I'm going to go Denzel Mims. I'm going to change again and go Denzel Mims. You're going Denzel Mims? Yeah, Is that um, your final answer? Yeah, yes. I'm going to lock in. I'm going to change from Alec Pierce to Denzel Mims. Timothy. Uh, I'll go with Brandon Cooks. Okay. Tim's final answer is Brandon Cooks. Mark, you're Denzel Mims. Yeah, I'm going to. The correct answer is Khalif I fucking knew it. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Nobody started him. I know. Khalif Raymond. Alec Pierce had three for 65. Denzel Mims had two for 76. Oh, so my just God. one less catch. Khalif Raymond, three for 76. Brandon Cooks, four for 73. Fuck. I, 11. I only knew that because I played Brandon Cooks this week. Okay. Wow. Okay. So this is how we're going to do it moving forward, I guess. This is actually... Not easy. Not easy. Um, Especially when you had that fourth option. Yeah. This is fun for me. I'm like... Mm. I'm glad <laughs> it's fun for you. Yeah, because you guys are stupid. <laughs> so round three, we have tight end. This tight end... Had three catches for 58 yards. Is it A, Robert Tanyan, B, Hayden Hurst, C, Foster Moreau, or D, Tanner Hudson? Oh, oh my, my God. God. <laughs> like, are you serious? I actually, I, I actually think it's Foster Moreau. Three receptions for 58 yards. <laughs> I'm going to go with Tanner Hudson. <laughs> I'm going to lock in Tanner Hudson. It probably is Tanner Hudson. But I'm, I'm gonna, just going to say Tanner Hudson. I'll go with Foster Morrow. Okay. Foster, Tanner. Okay. The correct answer is D, Tanner Hudson. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. All right. Mark I, gets the tiebreaker finally. Well, One point. I fucking knew Tanner Hudson wouldn't be there unless he was the answer. <laughs> I figured the, that, but I thought, I, that's why I, I added like, the fourth option. I was like, I got to add Foster Moreau because that would th throw off the, that's like putting raisins in your beef. <laughs> yeah, whatever, I, you know? I was like, Tanner Hudson would not be here unless. Yeah. Who started Tanner Hudson? You have to be in like a twenty-team dynasty league to be starting Tanner Hudson. You, yeah, you got to be. No, thirty-two teams. No way you're fucking. Yeah, like I'm starting all three of those guys over Tanner Hudson. <laughs> Are you fucking shitting me? Uh, okay, good round, good rounds. Uh, so into the final round, and I made this as challenging as possible. This quarterback. Oh, had 229 passing yards and two touchdowns. Is it A, Jimmy Garoppolo, B, Kirk Cousins, C, Andy Dalton, and D, Geno Smith? 
I'm gonna go with Geno Smith. I'm gonna lock. Smith, I'm gonna I'm lock gonna go. in Geno Smith. I, I'm gonna say Jimmy Garoppolo. So your final answer is Geno Smith. What was the yards? The yardage was 229 passing yards and two touchdowns. I'm gonna touchdowns. go with Jimmy Garoppolo. So you're Jimmy G locking it in. Jimmy G locking it in. Gino. Gino Smith locking it in. You both are incorrect. Yes. The answer is Andy Dalton. Oh my fucking uh, god! I really thought it was Gino Smith. This is how close it was. I really thought it was Garoppolo. Garoppolo was two thirty-five and two. Oh, go fuck yourself. Kirk Cousins two thirty-two and two. Andy Dalton two twenty-nine and two, and Gino Smith two twelve and two. Two twelve and two. So I looked for the most mid performances, and I just. Pick the ones that were all the closest. So that concludes match that sat or go shit in your hat. You I'm guys left a mound one. of shit in your fucking hats. I'm just glad I got one. You got to do one next. And really, you well, got to throw off the king here. I don't know how I could fucking... I mean, I would have never put Tanner Hudson in it. Or Khalif Raymond. Like, you went way down there for those two guys. You know what the key is? Just go into the scoring and hit last as the order and it starts you at zero and just go until you start seeing numbers and just pick out names that are familiar out of there it works that just shouldn't fit there that just shouldn't fit there or would be i just look for all the mid and very close together some of them might be blow-ups who knows if they're mid enough players but we don't do stars around here thank you for putting foster moreau in there i know i I thought that would throw it off and tanner hudson hey that's why I didn't pick Tanner Hudson. Miss. I was like, there's no fucking way it's Tanner Hudson. He just threw that name in there. I figured either Foster Moreau or Hudson was that guy. Well, Good you God. win some and lose most of them. Yeah. I said, I'm just glad I got one. Hey, so Mark wins that? Yep. With a one nothing victory <laughs> over four rounds. Fucking Jesus Christ. Holy shit. <laughs> Man. Well... I think it was a fun day today. It was very productive. Yeah. Um, we talked about a lot of players on the rise or on the on the way down from the mountain, or we talked about the playoff Infinity Stones. Play some fun games. Had a fun game here. Some fun games. I think it was a good day. We have a cactus in our table. It's a nice piece. Um, I think we should wrap it up today. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, it's been a pleasure. And... Uh, Good luck in week nine, and we'll see you next week.